0: Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the My Taught You podcast. Today is Sunday, December 4th, 2016. Um, Rainy day, gloomy rainy day here in Atlanta. I am sipping on some eggnog because I like it. Um, It's the holiday. And I am here today with a podcast. I am going to talk about something that I posted on Instagram this week. Uh, I hope to get into like what my plans are for the end of the year, what I'm doing this December. And then I have two uh, listener questions. Don't forget that you can always send me your questions at my taught you at gmail.com. It's always better when you give me a bit more detail because it's difficult for me to have a podcast answering questions. Um, simple questions get simple answers. And so give me some details so that I can put together a fairly decent answer. Also, I've asked you this before, I'm going to ask you again, um, if you dig this podcast, please uh, give me a rating on iTunes, I'd really appreciate that, it helps me prove to others that the content in this podcast is relevant, which I believe it is, so, and I think you think so too, and I noticed that, you know, we get the millions of downloads, and so I just love it if the ratings reflected the listenership, thank you. Um... So believe it or not, this is probably the third or fourth time I have recorded this podcast this morning. It is like someone does not want me to be great. I got about 15 minutes through the last recording and the player just shut down like, oops, try again later. So I took a breather and honestly, I was thinking like maybe I should restructure it anyway. So the last times that I recorded this, I talked about the December end of year, but I'm going to start with um this topic that I posted on Instagram this week. Oh, and I'm not sure if I told you website mytaughtyou.com, myleek.com. um that is where you can find me for those of you that are new to me. Uh I get new listeners all the time and I just want to say thank you for riding with your girl. So, earlier this week I posted on Twitter. I posted this on Twitter and Instagram. The very quote is, I have never expected my friends to support my businesses. They don't need to buy anything or show up to anything. They just need to be my friend. This set some people off. Now, This was my most liked and retweeted post which leads me to believe that people are truly tired of feeling forced to buy your Mary Kay and detox tea. Um, There were a lot of people who disagreed and some even tried to make it so much of an issue that they made all these long blog posts and whatnot about disagreeing. So First things first, I am not the end all be all to anything. I have said that. I don't believe it. I don't believe that my advice is the last advice. I just like giving the advice that has worked for me. I have said it a bunch of times and I'll say it again all of my advice will likely not be for you. So take what you need and leave the rest on the floor. Um, And you should do that for any and everything. I read a lot of books. Um, I have gotten a lot of life advice and I have found that everyone's advice is not necessarily necessarily applicable, applicable to my life. So there are some things that I take and I just leave the rest. So my feelings will not be hurt for the things that you leave behind and I understand that everything is not for everyone and so it is okay if you don't agree with me but understand that it is my platform and it is my voice and that I stand firmly in the things that I believe now <clears throat> the message that I posted was born out of noticing that someone had unfriended me and I'm assuming and there's a 98% chance that I'm right because I couldn't make it out to fill in the blank whatever it is um Sometimes I have people in my life that everybody is doing something different. And if your something different is something that requires my presence um after seven o'clock at night, uh, there is a chance that I'm not going to make it. The truth about me is that I just don't do well going to anything after seven o'clock during the week. And if I'm keeping it all the way one hundred on the weekends as well. Um As of today, I have flown over 100,000 miles. you think that's a few times around the earth when I'm not preparing to travel or just getting back from traveling. I'm working. I'm working all of the time in between. So uh, when I remind myself to be human and have fun, I usually end up doing something convenient, what's right here and right now. And I think someone could see that and feel like if she can do X, she should be able to do Y. And they're right uh, in some regard. Um, but this doesn't mean I don't want to go to whatever it is. This just This just means that the timing and my level of enthusiasm aren't there. And this is not the friend role that I play. So I have more notes, but I just think that some people take their friend like, They take the fact that their friends didn't buy from them, didn't repost it on Instagram, isn't wearing their T-shirts every day, or sort of like quarterbacking their business way too seriously. If you have an expectation for your friends to all play the same role in your life, you're missing out. I am the friend that you call when the stuff has completely hit the fan. Um, I've told this story Before, but when I got arrested um, for the DUI years ago they let me write down three phone numbers I'm sitting there and I'm like okay who who, this is the thing that you think about not about who's buying your t-shirts or who's gonna be the first one to order your mugs but who are the three names that you would write down when you were in that kind of a bind so I wrote down one of my parents numbers just so that they would know where I was. But I don't think I called them because I didn't wanna freak them out. Um, I wrote down my ex's number, the guy who I had recently broken up with, and that was just a bad idea, that's why he was an ex. Um, And then I wrote down my one girlfriend that lives in town that I felt like I could rely on. She's never bought a curl box, she's never bought a journal or anything, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to my podcast. This is the person who got in their car and drove probably an hour to come get me after 11 o'clock at night on a school night. This is how I measure my friendships. Um, You have to know who's in your camp and stop being so hung up on everybody doing everything. Right. It's like. Everybody should be playing a different role in your life. And I know that you think that, well, if they're my friend, they should. It's like, if they're your friend, they should be playing the role that they play as your friend in your life. And I give things away in my business to my family because I don't rely on them to sustain my business. If I were doing that, I'd be in trouble I understand that it feels really good to have our family and friends support us, but if you are in this to make money and it's not a hobby, you need to be focused on your customers showing up. Those are the people who need your undivided attention. Getting upset with aunt so-and-so or your homegirl, blah, 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 because she posted someone else's that she doesn't really know this product and she didn't post yours it's like maybe she really isn't into it and that's the thing that you have to keep in mind it's like my friend tony who's going to be back on the podcast tony is my friend who i did the book podcast with we're doing another book podcast i'm working on my notes so we are not ready yet but Tony texted me about it because she saw the Instagram post and she texted me and she goes, unless you got thousands of friends, you can't sustain a real business with the expectation that they buy. Real business people learn that lesson early and often. And then she made an Instagram post. She's on Instagram as Urban Lux Life, but she said that she hopes that her friends shop with her because they genuinely like her products and they're not just making pity purchases and that's something you have to think about too are you looking for pity purchases or would you like to really know how you're doing in the business landscape so you also need to know who your real friends are Real friends really understand what the other is going through. I've lost some friends along the way because I wasn't there or I couldn't be there. And the beauty of all of this is that I have made friends with entrepreneurs or just busy business people in the same situation as me. We can travel together, sit up talking together and support each other outside of necessarily, you know, of buying things. Like These are people who you can call on for support. So um, I posted that because... I have experienced that. I have been on the other side of people getting upset because they don't feel supported. And it's like, I am going to support you as your friend, um, but I cannot be your top customer, your VIP. Um, I do support my friends and I will buy things from them. Like Tony wrote, I have bought things from her. Um, But I, I want to buy things that I think are great. And if, you know, if I haven't done it, Like, nobody's gonna get hurt. So that's that. And that's how I feel about that. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. But you can tweet me. I'd love to know your thoughts. You can tweet me at my leak or shoot me an email, my you at gmail.com, and maybe we can continue the conversation. And maybe my feelings will change on that. But as it stands, I don't think that we can task people to be there to pick us up at 11 o'clock at night when we need them most and still and use and need that same person to buy our T-shirts and do this and that. It's too much. It's too much, okay? All right, so... I'm going to get into the Q and A's and then if I feel up to talking about what I'm going to be doing at the end of the year, um, I'll share that, but let's get into this Q and have been engaged for almost a year. My fiance and I dated and lived together for almost eight years. He paid all of the bills and he's five years older than I am. After living together for eight years, we broke up for three years because I wanted to I wanted to get married and he didn't at the time. The best way to describe being single is seeing the world with color for the first time. I spent most of my single years dating awesome men and partying. Once I got that out of my system and focused on learning myself, my ex proposed. Immediately, I thought that I wasn't ready but started planning my life as a wife anyway. One of my coworkers had to tell me to take a deep breath because I was stressing over a nursery and we don't even have a kid. I was doing what I thought I should do as an engaged woman. Fast forward to almost a year later, and I'm struggling with the idea of getting married. I'm in love with him, however, for the first time, I'm feeling like I have to choose me. I feel like once we get married, we'll focus on kids because he doesn't want to be a 40-year-old father and he'll, he'll be 36 if we marry next year. That makes me feel like I'm rushing my life. I'm 30 now and I just figured out what I really want to do with my life this year. I'm finally sure of my purpose and realizing some stuff and thought about life isn't what I choose to to subscribe to now. I don't want to spend 2017 planning a wedding. I'd rather spend it finding myself, learning myself and new skills. I'm still not living up to my potential and I'm trying to build a career and a whole new life before marriage uh, this year, next year. That's craziness. Honestly, don't know if I just want the wedding or the marriage altogether. I'm not excited about it like my other engaged friends are. I have a therapist and we talked about this. However, she became team fiance after he sat in on one of our sessions. She says, I can work on bettering myself while I'm in the relationship. On one hand, I feel selfish for not wanting to marry a really good guy and wasting a year. However, on the other hand, I feel like I need to let go of the good for the great. Usually when I'm talking to women, they either are madly in love and that's their whole life or married with kids and a career and looking at me like, girl, you can do it all, stop complaining. I tried to express it to my friends and they said, but this is what you wanted though. In your latest podcast, you mentioned wanting a job and getting it only to realize it's not really what you want. Yeah, it's like that. I need to get my ish together, period. I want to trust that I can trust me. I've been dependent my entire life. If I make a mistake, it'll be my mistake. I'm not saying I won't want marriage and kids later in life. This isn't no just right now. And I don't expect him to wait since this is what he wants right now. This feels like the hardest decision I've ever had to make. Is there any way you can help me clear the cobwebs out of my mind so I can make a decision? I apologize for the word vomit. I love your unbiased advice and think it'll help me look at my situation from another perspective. All right. This eggnog is so good, you guys. I really do like eggnog. All right. My first thought is that you might be codependent in this relationship. So I... There's a book that I read years and years ago when I felt the same way, and I have felt this way a few times, but the book is Codependent No More, and I decided to do a little bit of digging about codependency. So I found something from an assistant professor of clinical psychiatry at Van- Vanderbilt, and he says, I know that Codependent relationships are typically discussed in the context of substance abuse, where one person is abusing the substance and he or she depends on the other person to supply money, food or shelter. But codependency is much broader than that. He says codependency can be defined as any relationship in which two people become so invested in each other that they can't function independently anymore, Your mood, happiness, and identity are defined by the other person. In a codependent relationship, there's usually one person who is more passive, and I underline this, and can't make decisions for themselves, and a more dominant personality who gets some reward and satisfaction from controlling the other person and making decisions about how they will live. So that was a super deep dive, but what made me think about that is that you said that he, you were ready to get married and he wasn't and the relationship ended, right? It was like, I don't know who made that decision, but it was like, you decided you wanted something. He was like, nah. And then it was over. And then it's like, oh, okay, let's be back on because I'm ready now. And now that I'm ready, I'm ready for this, 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 and that because I don't want to be old. And you know, it's I can understand feeling like WTF when it seems like somebody it's like, it, se- it seems to me like you don't really have a good handle on this. Um, and you are kind of sort of being drugged along because of a couple things. I said, let's look at a few things. You said he paid all the bills. So what? That was his choice. You don't owe him anything for that. Um, I lived with someone once and I still left because it wasn't wanted for wanted for my life and I was the exact age that you are right now and this person was paying all of the bills and I know that there is a level of guilt of like oh well you know I haven't had to take care of myself this person has taken care of me that was that person's choice and I hope you've been saving your money because if you do decide to go you need some money in savings because this foolish thing that I did was think that I could tell somebody somebody that I was living with who was taking care of everything that I didn't want to be in a relationship anymore and expect for them to give me time to move out you need to be just like at a job you may want to give them that two weeks notice but you need to be fine with them saying get on up out of here on today so that's something you need to think about number two He's a really good guy. There are plenty of really good guys that are not for you. Many. I was almost I had most and I was like, let me not do that because that's not true. Many guys that I dated were good guys. Um I decided at 30 years old that I didn't want to continue with a relationship with someone that was a good guy, that was good on paper and was able to take care of me. Um because I wanted to find out if I could do it for myself. All of a sudden, The BS that I have fed myself about finding someone that was successful turned into, let me find out if I can be successful. And maybe that's where you are in life, you know, maybe you're like, I already know what this looks like, but I need to know what I can do for myself. And if you don't find that out, it will be in the back of your head forever, probably. So. What happened to me after I left, because I want to be honest with you, I don't want to hype you up like, yeah, you need to do that. But when I moved out, it was not easy. I moved into a house that I found out was under foreclosure after I had paid this girl money for almost over a year. I got a DUI and I obviously got arrested and ended up having to go to jail not once but twice because the judge wanted me to basically serve the minimum amount of time. I also got the guts to start a business. This business is Curlbox that would go on to make millions. I started doing these podcasts about a year after the breakup, almost as a way to talk some things through with myself. It will likely suck at first, but there is another side of it. Marriage and kids at 20 may not be for you. It isn't for everybody. And the people that are excited about it, it is for them. And the people that are not excited about it, it is not for them. It wasn't for me. And maybe it's not for you. Yes, you can be all of the things that you want to be and be married, but you have to do that with someone who gives you room to be that, who gives you room to be independent, um, who allows you to move about the planet in in a way that doesn't make you feel rushed. I am now with someone who gives me room to be independent and doesn't make me feel rushed about anything. So there's this law of f yes or no so the f word it's the law of f yes or no and you can google it and it'll come right up the law of f yes or no states that when you want to get involved with someone in whatever capacity they must inspire you to say fuck yeah in order for you to proceed with them The law of F yes or no also states that when you want to get involved with someone in whatever capacity, they must respond with fuck yeah in order for you to proceed with them. And that also applies to everything in your life. If you don't feel F yes about this, the answer is no. And so it'll just be up to you to choose how you and how you handle it. But that's just how I feel about the situation. It is okay to feel selfish. You're 30 years old. You are just, I mean, getting out of that brutal 20s, which I think the 20s are just so hard, but I feel like the 20s are just all about sort of like finding yourself in the 30s are really just like getting to know who you really are. I've shared this before, but like studies show that the human brain doesn't even finish developing until after 25. So that is why someone sent me um, something about this girl who was on that show. Was it Trevor Noah, I think is his name. And I like Googled her. She's talking about how she feels about Black Lives Matter and and how they are similar to the KKK and all this. And when I Googled her and saw she was born in 1992, no shade to people born in 1992, but I was like, she's 24 years old. Her brain hasn't even finished developing. It's like, no. So how she has a platform to be going crazy like that. And sometimes you go back and you look at yourself and you think about the fool that you were. I can look back when I tell you that I was, when I was, when I I tell you that I was some kind of fool in my twenties, like the stupid stuff that I did. Oh my God. And up through my early, like up through my early thirties, I think like around 31, 32 is when I finally kind of got it together ish kind of got it together ish, but you know, I was a fool in my twenties. And so sometimes we do things in our twenties that are foolish. Um, but it's okay. Hopefully you were able to make the right decision. But to me, it sounds like you don't want to be with him and you are looking for somebody to tell you not to be with him. And if you want me to tell you that, sure, fine, I'll do it. Even though you pretty much have said it and you are trying to ask your friends, trying to ask this therapist, trying to get somebody to convince you. Yes. When your heart is saying no. So I'm not going to convince you or try to convince you Um, next question my leak I feel like I am at a crossroads in my life I'm 34 years old I've been married for eight years I have a three-year-old daughter and I'm going through a divorce I've been a public school teacher for 12 years the job is emotionally draining and I question if I can continue teaching for eight more years just to get 50% of my pension about a year and a half ago, I embarked on a fitness journey and lost 35 pounds. It completely changed my life, gave me confidence I never had, and ignited a passion for healthy eating and exercise. Last January, I started a meal prep business that focused on creating fresh, flavorful, and portion controlled meals. I immediately began working with the small gym, providing meals per week, 15 meals, 12 to 15 clients for five weeks. It was physically draining, yet it pushed me creatively. After this program ended, I booked clients individually, but had inconsistent customer commitment. Same program began during the summer, but I had fewer clients. In addition to creating meals, I also got the opportunity to coach and teach clients during their weight loss journey. Nevertheless, I realized that I really enjoyed the coaching, but it was a challenge to coach and cook. After this program ended, I pulled back from making meals because it was pulling me away from my daughter. And without consistent customer commitment, the energy to purchase ingredients, prep, package and label food was draining without much profit i decided to work part-time for the 2016 2017 school year to focus on my business my pension was not affected and i have never been happier however i've changed my mind and don't want to cook anymore what i did decide was to educate myself i want to be able to share factually and not anecdotally I took a nutrition class at a junior college this summer. I actually recommend everybody take a nutrition class. It will help you tremendously. Um, this is I'm saying that. She didn't say that. I'm just saying that. Um, I'm currently studying to become a group fitness instructor so that I can begin instructing classes. I host a health and wellness club at my school. I'll be practicing my workout routines with my students. I decided to enroll in a personal training certificate course next semester. Super excited about this because I get to sit on sit in a classroom and learn. While I'm unsure about what I really want to do, I know that it is with fitness and nutrition. Am I wrong for not continuing the meals, even though I'm skilled at doing it? I feel like my passion is with health education and with coaching, but I feel like I'm known as the meal lady and I feel like that is what is expected of me. Is it okay to be unsure to shift my goal, initial goal and focus? I feel like I'm all over the place. I say, first of all, kudos to you. Um, also that it is not uncommon for people, men, women after breakups to lose weight and to become more focused on their lives, their health, their fitness. Um, My mom calls it, you know, heartbreak weight. She's like, I just wish somebody would break up with me so I can lose some damn weight. But this is not uncommon. A lot of people lose weight um, when they break up. And I think a lot of times it's just getting that, getting that monkey off your back. You know, sometimes We are not focusing on ourselves because we are experiencing turmoil or we are just not in a good relationship and we don't make the time or energy for ourselves. So where you are is completely common. Um, And no, you are not wrong. That's crazy to even question whether or not you're wrong that you don't want to do meals anymore. So I braid hair pretty well. I braided hair all through college and some of my early 20s. And I don't braid hair today because it's not worth my time. I hate it spending 8 hours braiding someone's hair for however much money. I don't re- I don't even really care how much money it is cuz I started to try to go up on my prices to make it worth it for me and it's just not my thing. I respect those that do braid hair because we need it. I need my hair braided, you know. I'm skilled at a lot of things that I don't do professionally, right? And it's like I'm sure you are skilled at many things, honey, that you don't necessarily need to do professionally. Is it okay to be unsure? Yes, and it's really okay to be unsure at the beginning. You're learning what you like and don't like. You're bumping around in the space until you find your fit. You aren't all over the place. You are transitioning in life and life transitions typically take around three years to adjust. I have talked about this ad nauseum. Some people are like, how do you come up with this number? And it is because I have transitioned in my life a couple of times. I have transitioned out of the PR field. I transitioned, you know, from not living in LA, there are just a lot of life transitions that I made, and the first year is this, it's confusing, it's lots of errors, it seems like you just can't get any real footing, right? The second year, you're clearer about what you don't want, and what's not working. And I really don't think we give ourselves enough credit uh, about discovering what we don't want. It's like finding out what we don't want is typically difficult because we just swore we did and then we were like, oh my God, I don't like this. And then we feel like we failed or like we lost. And it's like, you didn't lose. You have to understand to flip those into wins. I now, I now know something about myself that I didn't know yesterday, right? The third year, is when the plane finally starts to straighten up and fly straight you aren't all over the place you are in process okay remember that you are not all over the place you are in process and transitions they get a little murky they get a little dirty you know you get a little bruised uh but that's what happens when you make the leap and decide to do something else um smooth transition smooth transitions are in movies. <laughs> Smooth transitions are in movies. They are not in real life. So embrace this sort of crazy space that you're in of finding out, you know what? I know meals, but I don't like meals. Um, I, I like health and fitness, but I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be doing in health and fitness. And I'm going to educate myself. I'm going to try more things. I'm going to get my personal training uh, certificate. I'm going to do these things and I'm going to figure out what works for me. And so, Um, I guess I will get into a little bit of an end of year roundup. I mentioned in the last podcast that it was, I was taking my last trip of the year, went to Seattle, went to Seattle last week and Seattle was beautiful. Um, it was cold, but it was beautiful and I didn't really stay that long. Um, this is how long I stayed. I flew there on Tuesday night. I took a late flight out of Atlanta and packed my bag, got to Seattle, did my work. Flew back. I used my laptop while I was, I used my laptop Um, on the way there. I used it in Seattle and I used it on the flight back. And do you know that when I got home, I brought my laptop out, sat it where I usually sit, where I'm sitting right now. My laptop starts dying. My charger was still on the floor here where I left it. That's how quick the trip was that I was able to use my computer and never have charged it. That is how quick the trip was. But, as I was descending back into uh Atlanta i I got this sort of like overwhelming feeling of like that you know that huffing and puffing as you're crossing the finish line like oh, my God, what happened this year, you know, and if you got my this is my year journal, which I have up uh in the mytachi store right now, it is I give basically tips on how I prepare for a new year. So I am in the process of preparing for my new year. I typically start preparing for my professional year in August. Um, and then just as a human being, you know, when I start worrying about my leak, this is the time of year where I start to take inventory. Um, So how do I take inventory? I'll look in all my journals, you know, for the year. Sometimes I I write in a couple journals because I have like one at work. I have one in, you know, I just, I keep them all over. And so I need to get better at just keeping one specific journal, but I will look through those journals and see like, what did I write down? What was I doing? Uh, what am I, what was I talking about this year? And, because I start to the first thing that I think a lot of us do when we get to the end of the year is to start thinking about what we didn't do what we didn't become you know I am nobody's wife I am nobody's mother I am nobody's owner of this I am nobody's new title of that Um, but you have to go back and really take a look at your year and it proves more than anything that you made it so I started looking at my year and I won't like bore you with all of it because <clears throat> I haven't even taken the time to really do it before this podcast. I started to just flip back through my calendar and saw I spent the new year in New Orleans um, with a friend who ended up getting married uh, later on, you know, in January, later on that month, I threw my mom a 60th birthday party in L.A. My mom had never been thrown a birthday party before. Like even that is something you can put a gold star next to like that is a, an accomplishment. One of my friends got married and another one of my very close friends husband passed away suddenly. And that just, you know, you think about how um, life is not always, you know, the high note and that everybody, me and, and all the people that you follow, and you think are amazing. None of us are exempt from sort of those sort of dark experiences I have hired people I have fired people that is those are those are my two least favorite things of being an entrepreneur um, are, are that uh, I moved into a new warehouse I did more speaking this year than ever um, I got my first podcast sponsorship I worked with some new major brands curlbox had its awards we had a second one and this one was bigger than the first one we had it was really amazing um i have been the owner of a home for a year now granted i still haven't moved into my master bedroom but i have successfully owned this home for a year is it complete do i have all my furniture no 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 but i'm not focusing on what i haven't done i'm focusing on what i have done i have maintained a healthy relationship um which has broadened me exponentially. My father retired and seeing my dad uh, retire was just uh, a grand experience for me. I'm sure it was greater for him because it's his actual life, but it just felt nice to it is very nice to experience my dad as a retired person to be able to call him he is not at work uh he can call me back we can have long long conversations we had this long we had this long i'm talking about hour and a half conversation about the election and oj simpson a couple months ago like we can argue fall out like we have enough time to to debate a topic fall out on the topic and then be laughing and and agreeing with each other at the end and just to be able to experience that is amazing and I'm hosting my first ever Christmas at my house this year I bought my first Christmas tree my first Christmas decorations and so I encourage you to think about what are some of the first things you did this year what did you accomplish Go back into your journal, into your calendar and give yourself a toast for all that you did and do not worry about what you didn't. Um, Now is the time to start laying out your aggressive goals. But more than anything, you need to start thinking about what is going to be the tone of 2017 for you? What is the tone going to be? Write out some ethos, write out some things that you want to you know be the music of your year um what are you going to do more of is it more travel is it more connecting with people is it more mindfulness engaging and getting off of social media what are you going to do less of um, these are all things that you can journal today who are the people worthy of my time and my effort is something you can ask yourself What are some things I could have done better? And I can tell you right now, there are some things that I could have done better um, and I'm going to be working on that. Um, What did you learn in in 2016? What do you wanna learn in 2017? What new adventure do you want to have? I think that is something that I would love for you to tweet me at my leak. What new adventure you want to have in 2017? And I want you to get clearer with your goals. I don't want you to just write, I want to save money in 2017. How much money do you want to save this year? Set a goal and then make a plan. If you want to save, oh my God, here I go trying to be let me not get too mathematical because I am not that great with numbers. I'm saying this as I have to break out my calculator, but if you want to save a thousand dollars this year, you need to divide that by 12 and you need to say, I'm going to save 80 it's eighty-three, thirty-three. but you need to save, let's just say $85 per month. Get specific about what you want to do. And doesn't that seem so easy? Can't you put away $85 a month and have a thousand dollars of extra savings this year? I know you can do it. Um, Final thing I want you to do is start making space in your life to achieve. Who or what needs to be dismissed? Who's taking up too much time or space? Even if they aren't in your physical life, maybe they're clouding up your brain. They're in your mental space, right? What are some things that you can outsource? So I typically always outsource my laundry and I've started doing it these last like month and a half or two. I got to do some laundry today. And let me tell you something, girl, I am not interested. So I will be making the time to re-outsource that again. Um, You have to make room for yourself to grow and be awesome. Take a good, take a good look at your life and how you're using your time. Can you wake up early every other weekend and then move to waking up early every weekend? I get up early on weekends because I want to do these podcasts. I want to do things outside of my main job that fulfill me, that make me happy, um, that, that push me forward, that keep me progressive. Start using your calendar to organize your life. Not just for the big things, not just for birthdays and trips, but for everything. I schedule out my entire life because how are you going to achieve your goals if you are not scheduling time for them? If you are going to write more, that should be on your calendar. If you are going to do your blog posts, schedule them. When are you going to write them? When are you going to post them? You've just got to get better with scheduling. And I love the iCal. I love the Google Calendar. Um, I have a professional assistant that helps with my calendar because I just, I do a lot. But I want for you to do a lot too. Feel free to hit me up, shoot me. Um, You can Instagram me, tweet me, and you can email me and let me know what you plan on doing to make your 2017 great. Thank you guys for listening and have a great day.